3: And welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me, as always, is
4: Ify Wadiway. How's everybody doing? How's everyone feeling? I hope everyone is feeling great.
3: I feel good, iffy If that was specifically to me,
4: yeah. No, I'm I'm feeling uh, all right. You know, had my brother's bachelor party this past. So yeah, we...
3: can you talk about that at all? <laughs> I
4: mean, I I up up until till a point. Okay. Yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> we went to a brewery. That was great. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a good time. Uh, got to taste some different flavored beers. Coachella Valley Brewing uh, Company. Really, they took good care of us. They, you know, when I was getting ready to pay, I was gonna go to pay for my brother who is the right, bachelor yeah. and he was like oh we already took care of the the bachelor and that was real sweet of them Aww. so i want to shout them out uh go down there delicious brew i'm a big sweet brew they uh they had brewery tours at like six and we ended up the the lift driver was wild out of this world and ended up getting us there six fifteen. and i was like i don't know if i we can still squeeze one in and they're like yeah no problem and they took us and we were like it was so funny so Full disclosure, like me and my brother, like I said, I'm from Compton. These are all our friends, mostly from Compton. Rudy, uh, who's our cousin, also from Compton. And so, like, when I was like, yeah, we're going to go to uh, this this brewery, and they all looked at me and said, like, so we're just going to drink beers? And I was like, well, there's, <laughs> there's more. They they like taste good. They're like craft beers. And I'm like, all right. And I could tell no one no one was really uh really on the on on the train and then like everyone got their first round and like tasted then it they were and were in. on and then when we went on the tour everyone was locked in and then by then we were getting a little toasty so we we're super in
3: I, uh, this weekend, went to WonderCon, and I don't know if you saw my pictures, but it was all so wild. <laughs> People were getting wild. Did you see my Chippendales? Mm-hmm. It was Chippendale, the rescue rangers, dressed up like Chippendales, the strippers. Dancy, yeah. They were in, like, G-strings. They had little dollar bills. They even had a radio that they took with them, and it would, like, blast music that they would dance to. Oh, that's great. And Ben Simon, my friend, who's also on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, he pointed out, and he was like, oh, that's the radio from A Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. Yeah. So did the full callback. And not only did I stop them, but later when I was on a panel, they were sitting in the audience of my panel. <laughs>
4: and they were like, hey, mm-hmm. we, we like that interaction we had earlier
3: we're going to come support I made you. them get up and uh, and show themselves. Was very
4: <laughs> show good. yourself.
3: Show what the work that you've done. Yeah, it was a spicy con. There were All a right. lot of spiciness. Somebody else was there that had the panel right before mine, and it is our lovely guest today. She's a tech and gaming host, Trisha Hershberger. Woo! Hi, guys. Hey, Thank hey. you for having me. Yeah, you were literally coming off your panel as I was going on to, <laughs> onto the stage. Yep. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. what panel was that? Um, I'm trying to think which one was right before yours. I believe it was the Building a Geek Brand Mm -hmm. panel. So just kind of, you know – Telling people how you can turn your passion into your living and giving advice to people who are maybe still in the startup phase. Yeah. So a lot of Q&A in that panel to help everybody tackle their individual challenges. But it was really fun.
3: Yeah, I think the panel that I had, weirdly, right after yours, was um, my LGBT and minority host, How to Break Through. So kind of the
5: same thing.
4: Mm -hmm. Ooh, lots of of info nuggets
5: getting dropped, huh?
3: How to do what we we do.
5: But you're right. WonderCon was totally wild. I saw some out-of-this-world cosplays.
3: Um, I also
5: saw the Chippendale dancing (sighs) Chippendale, which was hilarious. But yeah, some really, really fun crossover stuff. I met a guy, Latino underscore Joker, on Instagram who did the best Joker makeup I think I may have ever seen in a cosplay. He was amazing. Um, and I saw uh, a Janine with the Ghostbusters, but like a Janine all packed out and ready to go fight some ghosts. Which, as a kid that watched the uh, '80s cartoon all the time and the '90s cartoon, that was a big deal for me to see Janine. So I got my picture with Janine. Oh, nice.
3: Some guy committed as Lego Batman, and he was like three times my size. Like he was actually <laughs> in this boxy as a Lego batman and i'm like how is he walking i mean the the commitment i yeah i posted on like my insta stories yeah
4: one comic con i dressed up my buddy had a webcomic called glam rock gorilla and i just so happened to have a gorilla outfit and he had this leather jacket made that was what the gorilla wore in the webcomic so i walked around in a gorilla costume Wearing a leather jacket on top of the gorilla costume. And uh, it was hot. It was uh, It was not fun. So that's why <laughs> whenever I see these like full suit cosplays, I'm like, I respect you because I've been there and it's hot.
5: What and, a good friend. Yeah.
4: You know, I like right. to support people. It's, it's, it's not a new thing. I've always supported the homies brands.
3: That is also why when you see some of us that are in not very much clothing, that is why. Because Comic-Con is in July in the summer, and it's hot as hell out in San Diego. So... Oh, yeah. um, we all know what happened, Ify, when I broke my, um, I was wearing a one-piece to, right before my Nerdist panel, I was at Skybound doing a panel, and I went to the bathroom with Erica Ishii, who's one of our friends, mm-hmm. and um, my zipper broke. Oh, no. Like, just completely, so it was like down to my navel was just, <laughs> everything was out. Oh, no. Yeah, so Ify said, no, just rock it, it's a look. And I'm like, yeah, no, if I, like, turn to the <laughs> side, you know what I mean? I was like, if I turn to a side, yeah. I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> look at some people on the stream, because not only was Nerdist, um, we did a live show, but there was also a stream, too, of our live show. We And so I was like, some people, look, I don't care if you see, you know, a boobs. Am I allowed to say that on here? I don't <laughs> care if you see a boob. Um, but I think some people on the stream might care. Some people on the stream yeah. might not care, but then some people will care. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, there's those cosplay repair carts that run
5: around cons now. (gasps) By the way, should you have that happen at a future con, there are cosplay repair people that are actually a lot of times they're crafters and costumers themselves that instead of cosplaying at the con, want to just like do a good deed and run around and we'll fix your cosplays for free.
3: Oh my gosh. I would have paid them. Nobody had safety pins, nobody had tape. It was a nightmare.
4: Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of boobs, today we're here to talk <laughs> yes. about Game of Thrones <laughs> from the books Boobies all the way to the, to the TV series. I mean, I feel like that's, that's kind of like the same way kind of you get the, you know, nerd world inter- intersecting with the mainstream. I feel like Game of Thrones was like one of the more recent nerd proper uh nerd properties that got like the mainstream interested and i think you know being as like r rated as it is is what got people going because they're like yeah this isn't like harry potter man there's like boobs in there
5: <laughs> well let me just <laughs> tell you There's tons of boobs in the books, too. Okay, And the books were around way before the show. And they were not mainstream. Like, if you were like, oh, Mm -hmm. man, I want to share this very large book with you by a man named George R.R. Martin, people were like, get out of here with that stuff. But now that it's a TV show and it's on HBO, everybody's loving it. Trisha,
3: I grew up with um, boobs in anime and hentai, so I hear you. Get it. Before it was big.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, also what's crazy about it is if you were like if you did reel someone in and they're like yeah yeah okay I'm in and and when can I expect the next book and you have to be like I don't know
5: <laughs> maybe in a decade we'll yeah. see
4: oh yeah the space between <laughs> these books would make me glad that I got into it when I did because I would have lost my mind because I was on the internet very early so I would have been banned from the internet way quicker because <laughs> I would have been yelling at George R. R. Martin was when's the next book coming
5: out dude so many people do that He's like so over it. Oh yeah. Have oh, I'm you sure have you seen his interviews where like people are like, And what do you what do you say to the people that think due to your health you're not gonna make it to finish the next book and he just flips off the camera? <laughs> He's like so over it. Also, that's
3: a gross question to ask right? somebody. So, um I you might say, die uh, before <laughs> you might die before this comes out. What do you how do you feel about yeah. this? Under
4: normal circumstances, I think it was it would be a gross character. But this man has waited ten to fifteen years <laughs> between books. Yep. And if you're in and how many books are in the series right now? Like I think Five or six, so you're six books, and you're like, yeah. I might not see how this. No, concludes. I, th- I think
3: we've gotten uh, excerpts from the six.
4: Oh, oh, really?
3: Listen, Brad Bird took 14 years before Incredibles two came. <laughs>
4: That's <out. laughs> also true. There are people who, I mean, let's not even get started on Kingdom Hearts three. Like, there are people who did not live to see. I love me Kingdom some Hearts.
5: Kingdom Hearts three.
4: Ooh, it's been like hit or miss, but I. Uh,
5: it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a ridiculous game. There are plot holes everywhere. It's the most convoluted narrative that ever exists. But let me just tell you, when the teacups come out from the ground and start slaughtering people, Mm -hmm. it is awesome.
3: I guess we should have mentioned that this is a spoiler. This is going to be spoiler heavy for Game of Thrones if you haven't uh, seen it. It's kind of hard to tackle the series as we go into season by season without uh, spoiling some things. So if that does bother you and you're planning to – I don't know, catch it and binge it before it comes out this weekend. You might want to take a, not a nightcap, you might want a nightcap (laughs) and also rain check. That's the word I was looking for.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So just uh, uh, before we go into the meat of the books, just so people are just really understanding what I'm talking about. Game of Thrones was published in 1996. The sequel, A Clash of Kings in 1998. Not bad, right? Storm of Swords in the year 2000. All right, not bad. Uh, And then in November 2005, A Feast for Crows, the fourth novel, comes out. And you're like, all right, that's a bit longer. And then the fifth book, A Dance with Dragons, is published in 2011, six years later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we last left off. <laughs> <laughs> and it is now we've two- been
5: getting teased with excerpts. Yeah, yeah,
4: excerpts. Sense. And it is 2019. Mm. So we went Ooh. from two years <laughs> to five years to six years to now we are eight years in counting.
5: To be fair, the man executive produces lots of different titles and stuff now. Oh, yeah. His he, career has blossomed.
4: Also, yeah, because he's, he's definitely made that shift in the TV, which, you know, based on what I hear writing money is versus tv money i can see why he's like oh this is going to wait while i make this money money oh, yeah. uh and he actually is uh eping a uh, nigerian offer uh neka uh neka yes. for uh yeah. who i knew about before you know the brothers came on to talk about it and i was very interesting so it was, it was a very small world moment when they are like oh she's our mentor uh so so yeah so nice little callback let's jump in to game of thrones <laughs>
3: Yeah, so um Trisha what, what so you read the books, when did you first get your hands on them? Like how old were you and what was Uh, let's
5: see. Was it when they
3: came out or was it years after?
5: I was in my late teens. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I was in my late teens. So it would have been after probably after the first 3 were already okay. out um and that's when I got the first one and I actually picked it up and put it back down three times before I finished it
4: yeah let's talk about that because off air you were mentioning that you read a lot of fantasy novels I'm more of a sci-fi guy Mm -hmm. um but you were saying how it was a hard read and how like with me there was no frame of reference I think Game of Thrones was my first fantasy in since I was very little I was like way too young I think I was in Third or fourth grade, maybe seventh. When I first tried to pick up The Hobbit, and it just wasn't popping off the page how I wanted to. Yeah, not not to seven year old iffy, but this was a seven year old (laughs) iffy who already found anime. So I was like, I was like, this needs to go. Which, which is you know, also ironic since I watched DBZ, which takes a moment to get to the action. But with me, I was like, no, I wanted the (laughs) goblin stabbing something page three. Uh, But so, like, what were the types of fantasy? novels you were reading before you decided to pick up Game of Thrones?
5: Uh, well, The Hobbit, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, um, a lot of the books in the Tolkien Tolkienverse, uh, the Dragonlance novels back in the day. Uh, so that's the kind of stuff I was into. So I was into kind of high fantasy. Like, I like my magic. I like my dragons. And uh, the first Game of Thrones book doesn't have a lot of that. Yeah. The first book is a lot of politics.
4: Yeah, it was just
5: the series I feel like does a lot better than the book does. So you're going through the book and you you know, there are parts that are incredibly slow and drawn out and A lot of – in most fantasy novels, a lot of the characters either have multiple names or have names that sound very similar. So you're constantly flipping to the back of the book to remember who's who without having the benefit that we now have of the show where we can visualize a character to put with a name. Um, So I found the first book to be a very hard read. Until I got to the end, which, again, we're spoiler alerting this. Uh, yeah. y- if you've watched seasons one through seven, come on with us for this ride. Until um, the end of the first book, which ends much like the end of the first season yep. with Daenerys giving birth to the three dragons. So at that point, I was like, oh, where's the next book? I'm so in. <laughs> yeah, that- but up <laughs> until then, yeah. I was like, this is politics.
4: Yeah, that's 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 really <laughs> what it was. And uh, to me I was it, as a sci-fi guy that I was into that because sci-fi is a lot of like hyper politics and 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 you know space you know like very bureaucratic in their like space wars and exchanges of power. So I was like Locked in, and that I, I had this. And funny enough, even with all that, I still had that same moment where I was like, Oh, dragons are real <laughs> like, because, <Yeah. laughs> because, like, in the, throughout the first book, it's almost like it's fable, those times are past. There are right. no, and so you're like, I was like, Okay, so this is gonna be a fantasy that doesn't do much fantasy, and then they're like, Nope, psych, that's the wrong
5: number. And actually, I take that back the very beginning snippet in the beginning of the book. There's magic and fantasy, and yeah. then you forget about it for the whole rest <laughs> yeah, of the no. book. But the first season does that exact same thing, where we get that scene with the White Walkers in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And then it skips all the way. or oh, Well, I shouldn't say it skips, but then politics, 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 all the way to the magic at the end of the first season. But I think, if you going back to what you were saying about having that more mass appeal, I think the fact that it is so grounded in kind of reality and the politics of it all is what brings in your mainstream viewing public. Oh, yeah. Because I think if they saw... Magic and dragons and all that right from the beginning, they wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Whereas now they're already invested in the reality of that world, so they're more apt to believe, oh, crap, there's dragons, you know.
4: That's a... a Good point because there are like I have talked to friends who are trying to get their f- friends into the show now, and it's kind of being that same argument where it's like, oh, you mean the dragon show? And I was like, <laughs> to to call it the dragon show when we have waited and worked so hard to 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 get to the dragons <laughs> right. is right? like That's such true. a disservice. That yeah. is true.
3: Well, and you know, right before so if we're talking about the show, right before Game of Thrones, that slot was True Blood. And I grew up like I was watching True Blood. Same thing, yeah. Vampires, a lot of sex. Yes, yeah. girl. like that's how they got people in. Hello, I mean, Bill. wow, wow. First yeah. episode, wow. It's, um, so, it's,
4: <laughs> and this is how much of a hyper nerd I was. It's like, oh, you get to see rogues' boobs.
3: <laughs> like, oh no. But I I mean, but I agree because, so I remember like everyone, oh yeah, everyone in my family watched it. I remember like my, I would go over and like watch it with my cousin and her husband and it was like so, I don't know, so raunchy, but like they weren't into sci-fi fantasy and that type of stuff, like that type of lore. And I think because they kind of made it like, oh no, it's kind of like a soap opera slash drama slash just Skinamax essentially Mm -hmm. is what helps get it, get it in. And True Blood actually calmed down a bit after that first season. That
5: first season yeah. was pretty hard. But it got
3: hella magical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it the sex like, calmed down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the sex came <laughs> down, and then it was like fairies and all the, you know, have all you these other things. Have you read any of the Sookie Stackhouse books? No. So, I have not.
4: Sim- very similar to Game of Thrones, the books are like the Books are like, you know, you're, you're, uh, they're very, uh, lots of sex scenes, <laughs> very, very into it. Like, it wasn't quite Shades of 50 Shades. Sh- yeah, Shades. it 50 Shades wasn't Shades quite gray. there, but it definitely was like a, uh, Uh, the book club was like, Ooh, we're going to read about this type of stuff. And I only knew about it because I, funny enough, true blood was deep into my headspace because the, uh, person I was dating at the time was a big fan of the Sookie Stackhouse books, big fan. And you know, she was from Utah. So, you know, that was real spicy (laughs) out there. They're Mm -hmm. like, hold up. (laughs) Hold oh, up, we getting uh, getting a little taste there. So yeah, that's and, and I think yeah the same thing where you just ground it in enough reality and kind of almost in the same way the MCU kind of pulls in regular people where you just kind of find that other genre. So there is this at its core. If you eject all of the magic, Game of Thrones is a show about politics, and I think True Blood was about kind of like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. That but like that, I don't. I hate using the term. Cause we kind of uh I wanna say like high soap soap opera because there are like soap opera esque shows that seem more mainstream than actual soap operas. But I think it's you just call it soap opera because you know, the new thing that I was saying, like with movies like hereditary and and us, should there be a term called elevated horror? I was like, No, it's horror, it's the same horror. Just because you feel smarter doesn't mean you have to try and (laughs) alienate people when you like it. So that's why I was against calling it like high soap opera. But like, yeah, it's, it's so popular
5: yeah but you're right Danny that that show ended and it <laughs> left the people that watched True Blood with the like horny, horny what am I people? gonna do on Sunday nights I was one of those people I mean yeah. I watched True Blood to the end even though I was like this show is not good anymore yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't care I'm still watching it oh, and yeah, yeah then what am I gonna do with my Sunday
3: nights boom Game of Thrones oh yeah so before we hop into season two in the second book we are gonna take a quick break And we're back. I forgot to tell you that, okay, so I had uh, I had never seen Game of Thrones, but I, like, for at least for the first couple of seasons, but it was so prevalent online that I did a... Uh, movie fights about it at Screen Junkies. Oh. And I won my round against people that actually watched it. But that's just because it's such in the zeitgeist, right? I knew all the memes. I knew all the characters people <laughs> made fun of. I knew the stuff that had happened. Like, that's just because I live online. So that, isn't that funny? Like Good I for just, you. Yeah. Also, I don't think that they knew that. I picked no. Arya. Like, I think you had to pick, like, the strongest character, and I picked, or, like, the best. You had to argue, and I picked her. And it was just also because I knew so much about it just from being on Twitter constantly.
5: Yeah. And I mean the characters that are the strongest in this series change from oh, yeah. book, book and season to season, yeah. which is I think what makes it such an interesting series. Yeah. yeah. Um and Danny, you were mentioning before we started recording that you felt like there was a lot of stuff going on with the male-female dynamic in the series mm-hmm. that you weren't so thrilled with. And uh, that starts to shift. And I mean where we are now it's yeah. there are definitely, I would argue more prominent women that are main players right. than men. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got some really strong female characters, Arya being one of them. But depending which season. Like, a lot of people thought Sansa was a big pushover for a long yeah. time. Cut oh, to Sansa, Sansa now so
4: frustrating. But that's kind that's of And I feel like the... she was written better in the books, to be yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. Like, because... I I only saw bits and pieces of Sansa because full disclosure I've read the books but I only watched my episode of Gay of Thrones episode which was <laughs> the one where she where Arya well we're gonna jump ahead but just so Trish knows what where, where Arya meets the the dude who's teaching her of the million oh, yeah. faces Jakhin Hakka yeah oh. and she like she dips she's like. This. Oh no. this that's my first uh curse drop on uh, the second one I think. I, i'm usually the clean one in danny's it's the hard pot, to talk
5: know. about game of thrones without yeah. having a curse drop
4: also like i just came from streaming so you know i get real loose <laughs> with the lips um, but yeah it basically like it is cool seeing because the more i think about it i feel like Arya is supposed to be the viewer because it's that kind of, that that dated, like, not dated, but ju- definitely like the fantasy reader's mindset of like, I got to kill this person and this person and this person. And they constantly show us how she just doesn't have the power to do that yet.
5: Oh, boy, then, you got to watch that show. But
4: But I know she slowly starts to get it. And there's something about that vengeance in a world that's just been so cruel to these people.
5: I mean, there are people who would argue that right now... Arya is a psychopath. Real. Homicidal maniac. Like has lost it. Is aw- so off the deep end because now she most definitely does have the power to do it. Yeah, Maybe even more so than anyone else in this series. Um so Arya is terrifying, right? Yeah. Now, moving into season 8. Um but I, I think I- at
4: this point it's safe to say this is going to give you all the information you need to walk into the next season of Game of Thrones.
5: Yeah, so that's what I tried to like bullet point the main
3: things in yeah. each season
5: that you would need to know if you were just like, okay, I don't have time to rewatch them all, but I want a little refresher.
3: Yeah, let's talk about season two then.
5: Okay, well for season one, the other big thing that we didn't talk about yet is uh, Ned Stark's Gets execution. Smoked, oh, of course. Which, which is, is crazy. You've seen the memes.
3: Hey, <laughs> you've seen the memes. <laughs> <which>
5: <laughs> you know was, Ned's dead.
4: It, it's really just the show setting up that expectation of like, oh <sighs> no, you being goody two shoes is not going to work in this world. Well,
5: And you Think he's the star of the show because he's yeah, the main talent. Yeah. And he's the good guy. And you think, oh man, good guys always win. Nope. End yep. of season one. Um so though that and Daenerys giving birth to the dragons, I feel like are the big refreshers for season one. And then season two, we have I think the biggest uh moments are the shadow baby murder of Renly. Um that was thanks to Melisandra. And uh, the Battle of Blackwater Bay, which was this amazing naval battle uh, involving wildfire, which is this green flame. Very, very cool. Um, And Theon Greyjoy, who we had previously seen as a ward of the North, fast forward through some time, took over Winterfell and pretends to murder Brandon Rickon, which makes the North hate him. Um, And those are the biggest things from season two, I would say.
4: And And, you know, just to focus in on certain aspects, Melisandre was really cool in her introduction, at least in the books for me, because like you said, book one, they kind of like very like very slowly trickled in magic. And then we have magic woman who is now <laughs> like straight up, yeah, gives birth to the shadow baby mm-hmm. and Renly, the the rainbow king. Uh, th- he, he was the one with the rainbow, like he had the rainbow action.
5: Uh, no, his boyfriend was yeah. the knight of flowers. You yes, that's who flowers. I'm thinking so, of, the knight of Renly flowers. But Renly and Sir Loras are, whoop, whoop.
4: Yeah, and she straight nasty smoked him by mm-hmm. bringing this shadow baby that came out and <laughs> did it. And that, and that was what was crazy because up until that point, you hear them talk about her doing magic but you don't see it. Like you you, right. you you you're only kind of like getting hearsay and one person doesn't believe it's real. It's the uh what's his face? Well, the one who's like Who's so not all the Onion side. Knight? Yeah,
5: yes, yeah, or Davos. Yeah,
4: just not all about. And then she does magic, and you're like, "Oh, this is real. We're in magic time now." Well,
5: they talk about priests of the Lord of Light, um, her god, using wildfire to make swords uh, appear like they're on fire. So all of this could be explained within the world without magic. Until she straight up gives birth to a shadow demon that murders Renly. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, so either her god is the real god or one of the real gods or she definitely has some kind of power or something. Which, I mean, even in the series now remains to be seen how much power she actually holds because she's actually, you know, fast forward a couple seasons, made some mistakes yeah. along the way. Um, But, yeah, that, that was a super, super cool moment. And
4: in this book – Do we not also introduce the Iron Isles as well?
5: I don't remember if that happens in the book or not. Season one and book one are pretty close parallel.
4: Yeah, starting
5: mm-hmm. in season two they start to veer yeah. off and by the as the books go and the seasons go the show and the books get further and further apart and the timelines yeah. get really mixed up
4: because in the books right around when the Bran Rickon stuff is going down it keeps cutting to these iron aisles and I remember being annoyed where it's like I don't care about these new dudes <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> but like, that happened I feel like that happens so much as yeah. you get further in the books that which book I forget if it's book three or book four I think it's book four you're like I don't even care about any of these people yeah. that I'm reading about where are the people I care about like Tyrion disappeared for yeah. a whole book like, oh, yeah. and you just don't know but the book did that really well where it would be left ambiguous if someone was murdered or not and then you wouldn't hear from them for a book so you'd be like alright well I guess they're dead and then when they'd show up later you'd be like oh snap <laughs> they were alive the whole time but the show I guess couldn't really do that for actor contract yeah. reasons like they weren't going to leave out a favorite character for a whole season you're not going to leave out Peter Dinklage for a yeah. whole season
4: oh
3: no so with because I didn't read the books so do, how do how do fans of the books, how have they handled it over time with it being, with it changing? I mean, have they pretty much, I mean, the show is so well-renowned. Like, are they okay with it?
5: I I haven't met any salty book people. Okay. Uh, I think most people respect that they're two different things.
3: Well,
4: they're also kind of very different in the sense that, like, in the book, every chapter is through the perspective of a person. And I feel like that is, I'm I'm not tripping, right? No, that's correct. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, every, every Chapters are through someone's perspective. So I think when you g- lift that, you already know like, okay, this is going to be different because it
5: has to be because yeah. in the book you're getting p- characters' inner monologues mm-hmm. that you're not going to get without creating some kind of yeah. dialogue in the show. Or um, is someone whose chapter it is? They'll get a raven from somewhere else that something just happened, and in the series we actually see that. So I think that there's a lot of things that the series does really well that the books uh, maybe don't do as well and vice versa. So I would argue there's a reason to both read the books and watch mm-hmm. the show. Like a lot of people are like, oh, once the show's over, why would you go back and read the books? But I think that they're different enough Ooh, yeah. I, I, that I, you totally could.
4: I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I love reading. So I typically do, and that's why I haven't watched the show, is I like to read the books first mm. then watch the show because I when I – When I watch first, then the show paints my brain's picture Mm -hmm. versus like, you know, it's fun seeing like, oh, that's not how I imagine Ned looking. That's not how I imagine like Ned was thicker in the in the show than he was in my head him mm-hmm. being this ice kind of older guy I'll, I almost had him in my head as like a frail guy cool. I mean, and like almost like you know in my head because he's from a forgotten time The and it's proven as such by the end of book one so to see you know the actor be a little more burly I was like oh that's interesting
3: I don't know I wouldn't mind reading book one having Jason Momoa in my head so. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, very right? true that's I, very and true. I don't have to say I can't paint a better picture than God did so <laughs> <laughs> I really liked
5: Cal Drogo and Danny's wedding night in the books much better than yeah. I liked it in the series. That yeah. was one of the big discrepancies. Yeah,
3: that's true. Um, so, moving on to season three, pretty brutal. Uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> you season. know,
5: just the red wedding. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, season three brings the red wedding, which I think was another moment for people like Ned's execution where you're like, oh man, they can totally slaughter all the yeah. good guys. And wherever I thought this story was going, Guess it's not. Oh
4: boy, that was one of the most. There's nothing better than your book smugness. You know when, oh, when that was the book no, smug yeah, moment. Because like everyone who read the book knew Oof. it was coming, yeah. and so like when people were freaking out over like Ned, I was like.
1: <laughs> you ain't even ready.
4: You ain't even ready because yep. even in the book, it's so. It really. I didn't. I never watched Red Redding. I only oh read it. Oh my god! And reading it, it really sets you up. You really think, "Ooh, this is the moment they're coming together. We're about to Voltron and take over, and everything nope. just goes south."
5: Hard pass.
4: Yeah, and I imagine the the show set the same thing up, especially yeah. because once again, though, the I think the popularity. Of Game of Thrones is it sub- subverts our expectation of how heroes fight villains and how True. it's supposed to work. And the Red
3: Wedding is one of the big oh, ones. so brutal. I think it's so cool, though, that that will forever be in pop culture oh, history, yeah. right? Uh-huh. When you say yeah. Red Wedding, even if you're not a Game of Thrones, like you know what it's from and you know what it stands for, like what mm-hmm. it means. I just think that's so cool to have, like, forever altered film and media or, like, media history. Yeah, The Red Wedding is a big freaking
5: deal, and I do think that it hit all the show watchers by storm, and it was super fun to be yeah, a smug person that
4: you night. Remember how many people were like, I'm <laughs> never watching yeah, again. Yeah, were like, never <laughs>
5: watching again. I was actually watching it with uh, Meg Turney, who I don't know if either of you know Meg, um, but she was one of my old co-hosts on SourceFed Nerd. And she hadn't read the books and I had. And so we're watching it and she's like on her phone and I'm like, hey, hey, pay attention right now. Pay attention. You're going to want to see this. And I wish that I had (laughs) filmed her reaction because she lost her mind. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how everybody was. And I giggled like a fool watching people's reactions online. Oh, yeah. Cause I, well, because I went through it too. I yeah, just went right. through it years earlier when I read it in the books.
4: Yeah, There, there is always something too of like reading something shocking. Cause you're like, ha, huh, ha, huh, turn page. Oh my yeah. God. What? Huh, turn page. What is this?
5: <laughs> I remember reading it when I was on lunch break from a job and I was yeah. like almost at the end of my 30 minutes and I was like, no, no, must keep reading. Not yeah. done yet.
4: And I really want to touch on, uh, <laughs> What Danny said, because I think that is true. That is such a big moment, Mm -hmm. and something that when you can have one phrase or one word that will let everyone know like people who probably don't even watch Game of Thrones know what Red Wedding was because it just blew up the internet so everyone had to find out what this thing was really? uh, and moments like that are interesting because like I'd never watched the Star Wars trilogy growing up I mm. just you know that just wasn't a thing my dad showed me because he never cared about it and I watched it maybe five or six years ago and it was interesting watching the movie, knowing everything that was going to yeah.
3: happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew
4: that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Right. I knew that. But to watch it play out, it it was cool to s- even see things where I was like, oh, that's where that's from. <laughs>
5: you yeah.
3: Know? That is cool. That's super cool. What are two... So, uh, wrapping up season three, I mean, obviously the Red Wedding was like the biggest thing. What are a couple of other things that people need to remember from that season? I would
5: say the other big thing that happened that season was uh, Daenerys Targaryen overthrowing mm-hmm. the masters of uh, Slaver's, Slaver's Bay. Bay. Yeah. Getting the Unsullied Army um, and freeing slaves in all the different cities. So half – maybe not half of Danny's titles but a lot of Daenerys's titles – came from the stuff she did in season Yo I yeah.
3: love I'm obsessed like her wardrobe as it got like you know as she gained more and more power and mm-hmm. like as she grew as a woman like all of that oh, I'm obsessed.
5: Well the wardrobe in Karth where she, one of the places she is in season 3 is supposed to be one booby out according to the books but they didn't do it in the series yeah. and I was bummed it was like <laughs> well not just because I wanted that? to see booby, but also because like the big thing they talked about in Karth was like how the fashion was so different and mm-hmm. people really cared one about it and like out. it had this like very Different feel to it, which I think they did a good job capturing the series. But I was like, dude, where's the one booby out? Because there's yeah. a whole thing where Daenerys feels uncomfortable with it, but is trying to fit in and it's it's like a cool growing moment. But uh yeah, that's pretty much season three.
3: Moving on to season four.
5: Season four, season four the purple wedding. <laughs> now uh so that is uh when Joffrey gets murdered. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's called the purple wedding.
4: Ooh, that one's that. Whatever the opposite feeling of the red wedding was, was what I felt reading the purple rain. Like, yeah, I just was. Let me read into detail this kid dying. I just, yeah, which is horrible to say, but we all
1: felt it. Yeah, it's
4: it. Yeah, they really did get you to hate a kid. Like, oh, for sure. Oh yeah, and it and but like it was oh man. Yeah, it was so great.
3: Our friend Iffy, our friend Nick Ross looks so much like Joffrey that (laughs) everyone. everybody would always send him pictures of it um that's
5: unfortunate cuz so many people hate that character yeah, yeah oh, i yeah. know <laughs> but this show does such a good job especially later joffrey is one of the few exceptions in the series where oh wait you no see he doesn't look like size. joffrey
3: sorry he, who's who takes over Who's the kid that takes over for Joffrey?
4: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Rick. Tommen. No, Tommen yeah. Yeah. His little
3: brother. Wait, Tommen. Hang on, let me. Tommen see if had that's... a few different
5: actors, so it depends what season no, you're looking at. Tommen. The,
3: this last season, no. Who's the other? Like he's like Joffrey. Why can't
5: I think of it? Um, Do some googling and let us know. Pents. But yeah, so the purple wedding happens, and then everybody blames Tyrion for Joffrey's murder mm-hmm. and then Tyrion's trial by combat happens, where we see uh the big mountain Oberon deal. Which yeah. oh man, Oberon Martel gets his head squeezed.
4: That's a that's another uh, meme that goes uh, <laughs> I will not die this day, said by a man who died that day. <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh man, that was great too because that was a he really, I mean, he kind of the mountain got got as well, but mm-hmm. like that was a very interesting fight to read i kind of went and uh, that's one of the ones i did go up to look because it was such a big moment in the books for me i was like i kind of want to see how this plays out and it was it was done really well i liked the choreography of that yeah, fight
5: they did do a great job and then right after that Tyrion escapes and murders tywin and I Ooh, have that's to another say, moment for me i have Smoke to say i don't i'm not going to spoil how they do it in the series for you iffy um i liked it in, this is another moment that i liked it in the books better
4: so it's mm-hmm. not with the crossbow
5: uh it that is. Yes, okay. but the inti- in the entire escape there's a a very specific conversation that happens in the books that is left out of
4: Between him and his father? No. Between him and his lady.
5: Between him and his brother. Mm.
4: Oh. It
5: happens differently in the series really? and there are some things left out that I feel like are very crucial to Tyrion's motivation in the following. That's books interesting. And I'm going to have season. to go. I'm
4: going to have to go. Yeah. Watch so,
5: it. I, and I don't, I, I'm always hesitant to say it in things because I'm like, what if, like, in season eight, they're going to drop that yeah. bomb of what that story right. was? I don't want to have spoiled it for everyone.
4: Oh my God. The story. Oh, yes. They took uh, the story out? Totally out. That because that what? yeah that right? moment for me was my huge turning point on Tyrion. My whole like because like I always liked Tyrion, but I always liked him in the sense that I was like, you're a bad guy, but I like you. <laughs> but that you understood his anguish, yep. why he is the way he is, yep. why he doesn't trust him and why he doesn't really like his family.
5: Yeah, that that doesn't exist in the series, uh, which is weird for me. Uh, but who knows, maybe they will wow. somehow drop that bomb in season eight. Yeah, it's, readers, but I can you know see why you don't,
4: yeah, I can see why you don't want to, because yeah, if they do reveal it's it It's huge. Yeah.
5: Because I like you a, when I read it, that was a huge moment yeah, for me. It really
4: shifted my whole, like, I went from like, liking Tyrion and be like, you're a little bad boy and you're, you're going to so get smart. yours. Yeah. But to this like, oh, you are hurting at yeah. all times. Yeah.
3: It is Tommen. Tommen. It is Tommen. Yeah. Our friend Nick Ross, who was on our other, our Iffy and I's original podcast, Krillinet, um, looks yeah, we'll just get like. On here looks just like Tommen, and everybody would send him memes all season. Please continue. Yeah.
5: Well, Tommen gets a spicy lady in yeah. yeah, that Marjorie yeah. Terrell. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other big thing in season four. Is the Battle of Castle Black? So, uh, when John goes north and pairs up with the Wildlings, and they, uh, they, uh, or no, I'm sorry, it's the Wildlings versus everybody at Castle Black. The Wildlings come down to the wall and have a big fight, and that's where we lose Ygritte from the series. Yeah, very sad for John. Rip. Um, But that's yeah, that's season four as well. And then season five. We're moving along. Mm-hmm. Moving along. Season five. Uh, we have our hard home battle, which is what I was. Thinking of earlier, where it's John pairing up with the Wildlings to fight the Night King, yeah. which that is such an insanely well done battle scene, especially when you're like, oh my god, this is TV. Yeah, oh my god, this is on TV. God, um, here's, yeah. here's
4: one thing I want to mention that's going on with uh, with John and with a lot of the uh, a lot of the Starks that. You know, I don't know if it tracked as as well as it did in the books, but you find out that the dire wolves and the Starks are linked and that they they can control their dire wolves because John it's, doesn't quite use it, right? He, it's he,
5: more you hear about it more in the books than you do in the series.
4: Really, mm-hmm. that's one of the coolest
5: things, I though. I know.
4: Oh, so yeah, if you if you're watching the series and haven't read the books, they they have a connection with their dire wolves, and they can, they that's that's kind of how one of the the Starks stay alive, right? Because they're uh, living mm-hmm.
5: as so the in the series. There's a connection with them where like they're extra friendly. Um, but it's not like all the kids can warg.
4: Oh wow! Okay. So
5: it's it's this is again one of the reasons why I'm like, if you're someone who loves the series, there are reasons to go back and read. The, the oh books. yeah, like there's stuff. The in warging there
4: was super cool.
5: Super cool. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Super cool. Um. Let's see. Season five. Also, uh, the sons of the harpy attempt to overthrow Daenerys, but she escapes on the back of a dragon.
4: Ooh, yeah.
5: Remember that, and that's like the. Yeah. I I want to say that's like. Maybe the first moment in the series where we get to see the grown-up dragons, like, yeah. in their full glory, doing their full thing. And that was Oof. another huge, like, I can't believe they're doing this on a television budget. Now, that being said, it's a gargantuan television yeah, budget.
3: Yeah, for real. But They really did show cha- – I mean, they really have shown I- – I can't think of another show that looks as good that is doing as much –
5: Oh, Which yeah. is why, like, if he said, you can't be mad for having dragons in the series, because it
3: took us so long to get the
5: dragons yeah, yeah. in the series. Oh,
4: yeah. They <laughs> had to prove the show was good enough to get that expanded budget. <laughs> to...
3: Wait, I just need to show y'all this. Here's Tommen. All right. Right? Kay. Here's our friend, Nick Ross. <laughs> oh, he definitely looks like
5: Tommen.
4: Yeah. That's, Isn't that funny? Tommen. He needs that's... to
5: cosplay Tommen.
4: I mean, that would be the thing to do. That you know, would be the thing saying? to
5: do. Uh, let's see, season five also has the High Sparrow, who's freaking terrifying in his own right, bringing the rule of the Faith Militant back to King's Landing. Yeah. Which totally backfires on Cersei.
1: Um,
5: Stannis, oh, God, this moment is season five, too. Stannis, uh, oh, under no. direction from Melisandra, mm-hmm. sacrifices Shireen. Oh, that was hard to watch. Ooh. That was... So hard to watch. Yeah.
4: It only prepared you for Infinity War.
3: <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't, Iffy, it at all. No.
1: Infinity. Those people,
3: all the we those people are coming back. Like, there's no way they're getting rid of freaking Tom Holland. So. Well, and it's not like they were like, hey, yo,
5: in order to defeat Thanos,
3: we just have to burn you alive as we right. all watch. They, like, quietly went away in the dust. It right. was not the same. Much less excruciating. <laughs> this was
5: brutal.
4: I mean, the, she eventually went away in dust.
3: But if he, it was brutal. Uh, <laughs> and the worst <laughs> part about that was,
5: Stannis doesn't even win after that. Yeah. He dies. Yeah.
3: And then something very tragic also happened at the end with uh, our man, Jon Snow.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jon Snow uh, is the dies. victim of a coup. Mm-hmm. All of his brothers turn on him yeah. and they murder him. And when then we th-
4: start the next season. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just kidding, season yeah, six. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, y'all all knew that, I guess, that read the books. Uh, I, no, yeah. I, no, no, oh no, because it wasn't they had no. gone that far. No, no. so oh. yeah,
4: it's so like, I was oh. tripping out.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, which yeah. was why was the perfect. Cliffhanger because it that doesn't happen, and there's <gasps> yeah, nothing none of it. us
5: know that. And also, so some of the timelines ended earlier, it like, this the show surpassed the books in certain characters' timelines in earlier seasons than it did in later seasons. Um, again, because you're doing POV from different characters, the timeline is very kind of gray and confusing in the books as opposed to the series. I mean, it's kind of confusing in the series too, but yeah, we did not know that was gonna happen,
3: yeah. Dang. Faux
5: show. I mean, people guessed because there were way too many fan theories about John being really important to the ending of the series to let John go so soon. But I think that's
3: also why people were like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. like now all of my theories are yeah. out the window but, are you kidding yeah, me yeah but also in a fan base that is used to people being murdered and not coming back yeah on like x-men oh, yeah. or something right. <laughs> where you're cool. murdered you come back we know and dbz and all the like marvel things you're murdered yeah and you come alternate back. dimension john yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't coming back no this one was like oh so people didn't know um we have to take a quick break then we're gonna break down the last final seasons and then kind of
1: possibly the future, and the prequel that's coming out. So we will be right back. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
0: Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu.
6: Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
3: And we're back. Yeah, season six, they were like, oh, just kidding. We wouldn't do that to y'all. I mean, we would, but... um we know he's y'all's favorite.
5: Well, I feel like it's like, no, we would definitely do that to y'all, but we need to let you know how powerful Melisandre is.
3: Yeah, that too. Like, yeah. that was
5: the, that w- I feel like was the big thing with that, that she could bring him back and that she was like, oh, he serves a greater purpose.
3: Just so yeah. he could be murdered in the end. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I have I don't know what might happen. I mean, maybe. I know. I don't know.
4: Yeah, we'll get into that uh, later. Yeah, we but had yeah.
5: heard of the Lord of Light. Resurrecting people before. Sir beric Dundarian says he died, I think, five times and was resurrected by a red priest, thoris of M- of Mir. Um, so we'd heard of that happening before, but this is the first we've actually seen it with main characters, so that's crazy. Um, let's see what else happens then. Elaria Sand and the Sand Snakes take over dorn which is one of the sidelines that I feel like when you're reading the book, you're like, Who cares? Yeah. I don't want to be in Dorne. Oh, yeah. It's fine, but it's integral of the overall stuff um Daenerys gets a Dothraki army by burning down all the dudes <laughs> mm. they're like oh no you're an ex Khaleesi you have to live with the old ladies and she's like no I do not excuse you um that's a very good like woman power scene there um we learn about Hodor and yeah. why his name is Hodor press
4: uh, F to pay respects
5: yeah so sad the Hodor thing's the saddest um, I actually have a doorstop in my house that says Hodor on it because I'm an awful person, but it's so funny. Um, yeah, so we, and the Hodor thing is a big deal, not only because it's devastatingly sad for Hodor, but also because it shows us that in the in the time loop paradoxes that have now been introduced to the world of Game of Thrones, that Bran can not only travel back in time and see through people's eyes, he can also affect the past. Mm-hmm. Which then affects the current timeline, which opens up a whole Pandora's box of theories moving forward for season eight. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a second. Um, Let's see what else. Marjorie and Tommen join the Faith Militant. Euron Greyjoy becomes uh, King of Ironborn, which Euron Greyjoy is the big piratey guy. The Battle of the Bastards happens between Ramsay and Jon, which is another insanely awesome battle scene. uh, And I think that all of us— we're so so thrilled when Ramsey was defeated. <laughs> oh yeah! Even though Littlefinger is the one who really comes in and saves it, it's not John. It's Littlefinger. Yeah, and
4: just for you know, because I don't think we talked about Littlefinger yet yeah, that much. He's the most hard to read, slippery character in these books because sometimes he's he helping. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the spider. At least admits that he's in this gray area where he's like, You don't know who I'm helping. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm the spider. I'm not for me. Yeah, I mean, don't and I? And he's I, also Marlon Brando. Major. Yeah, don't, 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 I'm gonna do what I want. But <laughs> Littlefinger, like, has this, like, faux emotion that he shares for whoever he's helping. And then he screws that person over and then he shows this emotion. To, so you never, like, it really where Spider is very, like, obviously neutral and you can watch him be neutral little finger is so hard to read but yeah, i don't I like love
5: him. i always loved the character little finger mm-hmm. because i was like oh man he is the mastermind of the chess game yeah like all this politics that we're seeing play out anything you think is happening by chance it is not it is happening because little finger put it in motion to happen that way um so he was always my like oh man who's playing the game the best at least in the earlier seasons and in the books Um, Which is why it blows your mind later when he comes to an untimely end. Um, (laughs) But, yes, we have the Battle of Bastards saved by Littlefinger. Cersei murders a whole bunch of people by blowing up the Sept with wildfire, which is nuts. And then Tommen kills himself by your friend. Sorry for Nick. Yes.
4: Yeah.
5: John becomes king in the north. Bran is now the three-eyed raven. And he discovers that the whole Tower of Joy theory is confirmed, which... I have to say, I don't know if you felt this way, if but as a book reader, that is a theory I had been wanting to be confirmed for so long. Refresh me like on was, Tower of Joy. So the Tower of Joy is the whole R plus L equals J theory. John's parentage, mm-hmm. which is Rhaegar and right, Lyanna, right, right. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, are the actual parents mm-hmm. of John. Yeah. So, like, when you're reading the books, you're like, it probably isn't Ned's bastard. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Everything we know about Ned. Probably not the case. And as you're going on, you're like, I bet he's a Targaryen. How could
3: he be a Targaryen? <laughs> yeah. Like
5: trying to figure it out. Um, and so Bran goes back in time and sees that happen. And then to know that Ned kept that secret all those years, even though Catelyn like hated him for it, and like it's just such a huge moment where I think everyone online was freaking out. R plus L equals J confirmed. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that was a big, big, big old theory. That's what I was like, God, I've been waiting like 15 years for this theory to be confirmed. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Um, and then season seven, our last season. Oh. And what did you think of season seven?
3: What did I think of season seven? Um, I mean, it was spicy between John and Danny. So uh-huh. that um, had a little. Even
5: weirder now that he's her nephew. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> but I guess not uncommon for that time, which is I mean, a time that doesn't exist. Uh, but yes, yeah, not for that time. <laughs> yeah.
4: Even in the book, they were talking about how, like, they were all. Just, it's this spe- specifically the Targaryen family mm-hmm. were just kept it in the family.
5: Yeah, Targaryens intermarried <coughs> and that was pretty well known. But I think being raised a Stark, it's going to be real weird for John. And I think for Daenerys being raised elsewhere, it's probably yeah. going to be super awkward for her too, even though they know that that's really how it goes. So season seven opens with a killer scene. Where Arya slaughters all of the phrase. Yes. In the revenge move for the Red God, Wedding. it felt so good, right? It does feel so good. Arya, who now wears many faces. Um, such a cool move. So
4: she like noped out, but still has the ability to wear many faces.
5: Yes. <laughs> well, Which is still a big question mark in kind of how all that went down.
4: Because, yeah, they might want to come back for her question mark.
5: I don't know. I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't thrilled with how all that played out in the series. And we hadn't really seen all of that in the books like I was expecting to get more of a payoff or something that made a little bit more sense out of that whole adventure yeah but instead it just seems like she came away with it like okay so I'm not a priest for you guys but I still can be a many faced assassin
3: which mm -hmm, I have a question so where did the books end where did where has it left off was it back in season it's different for each character. Yeah. No, so, no, no, no. But oh, okay. But because I was gonna say, if, if no one has any idea of what's gonna happen in season eight, like because that no hasn't one been has written, any yeah. idea. Do you think he's going to come out with a
5: book? Yeah, Is it, he said he's gonna finish it. He oh, okay. originally told the showrunners, "Here's how it all ends. Here's how I'm intending it all to end." And they said they're just gonna take different paths to
3: get there. Okay, yeah. and then and then if people want to read the book, they can, mm-hmm. even though they already know kind of what will happen.
4: That's kind of like Scott Pilgrim, uh, because the the movie wrapped came out before the final Scott Pilgrim book came out so and and it seems like they kind of had different endings but still kind of similar
5: yeah yeah I mean and that's the idea and I'll, I will definitely read the books because I think that they're different oh, yeah. enough and a lot of the excerpts that George R. R. Martin has released at this point are intentionally excerpts where like Someone who was killed off pretty early in the TV show is in the book excerpt moving (laughs) forward. So he's like, see, it's different, doing different things. Um, But let me buzz through some of this because I know we don't have a ton more time and I want to talk future theories. Um, So Arya kills the phrase. Daenerys returns to Dragonstone. Cersei aligns herself with Euron for a gift, which ends up being Alaria Sand and uh, Yara, who in the books is called Asha. Um, John meets Daenerys and they bounce it, go wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Bran, Arya, and Sansa all renight in Winterfell, which is an amazing moment if your team's stark. Daenerys takes out the Lannister army um, and also finishes off House Tarly, meaning Sam is now in charge of House Tarly and he leaves his maester training with Gilly and the baby. So things are looking cool for Sam. He also has discovered the legitimacy of the marriage of John's parents, which is huge because that means that John is the actual yep. heir to the yep. throne. Boom, yep. not Danny, which, whoo, that's going to be a thing. Um, Cersei reveals that she's pregnant, which I still don't know if she was lying about or not. Uh, Jon assembles what they call the Magnificent Seven, which was uh, Gendry, Tormund, Ser Jorothorus of Myrrh, Sir Beric Dondarrion, and the Hound to go north and fight the baddies up north. Oof. Uh, The Stark girls (coughs) take out Littlefinger. Goodbye, Littlefinger. Bye-bye. You were playing the game well until you crossed Arya and Sansa Stark. Yeah, don't do that. Um, Then Coldhands Benjen, who was in the books way before and we thought was completely taken out of the series. Uncle Benjen Stark, also called Coldhands in the book. Saves John. That is not a good name.
3: <laughs> Benjen Stark is his name, but yeah, after Coldhands, well, because he's killed like by the White. You name your creepy uncle. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's killed by the Whites <laughs>
5: and then brought back by the Children of the Forest. So he's allowed to be creepy because he's essentially mm-hmm. Uncle Zombie. Um. So yeah, then he arrives and we're all like, what? Um and then uh, we get an ice dragon. Viserion is killed yes. in battle and yeah. then resurrected by the Night King, which is crazy, and then the ice dragon makes it so that the Night King can breach Ooh. the wall. The army of the dead passes through, Um and Cersei at this time claims to make a false alliance. Well, she tries to make an alliance with uh, Daenerys and Jon, saying, okay, let's put our war on a truce so we can deal with the problems up north, and then she confides in Jaime that she actually has no intention of doing that. When they
3: all go north, she's just gonna... Take the Seven Kingdoms for herself. Is this just me? Does anyone like Cersei? Like, are people Cersei fans? Uh, Yes. uh, Oh, yes.
5: Because
4: people, because Cersei has been through so much because she kind of has been shafted and underestimated just her whole life. She's had a whack husband and then like, you know, no one trusted her to run the Kingdom for her son, and always everyone has tried to use her. So f- I think the moment when the wildfire stuff happened, then it was like, oh snap, she, she's she's kind of great. And then I think when the shame dude came, oh you're, right. Her, Hard. you're, like, right. you're like, right, you're right, you're yeah, right, you're right. It humbled her um, in a way that everyone was on her well, side. and
5: I gotcha. as a teenager,
3: she was I told by scene. someone
5: that could foresee the future that sh- all of her children were going to die. Yeah. Um. So she's holding on to that her whole journey too. Yeah. Uh, This series does a really good job of painting both positive and negative layers of all of our characters. So you don't really, there aren't any true 100% villains in the series with the exception of Ramsay and Joffrey. Uh,
4: Are any of her children alive?
5: Nope.
4: What happened Mm. to uh, Tommen's twin sister?
5: So Marcella was killed by Ilaria Sand with a poison kiss.
4: Oh, ouch.
5: Uh, Yeah, to get back at Cersei for Oberyn's skull crushy death.
4: Oh, so her her children have all... Mm.
5: All that. Tommen's the last to go. And he Um, killed
4: himself, which was... So
5: then you're like, oh man, Cersei's really, really off the deep end now. But you understand it. Yeah. Like, she has been through it. And and she does play the game really well.
4: Also, what's interesting about the series and kind of... uh, what's happening now is this book, you know, talks in past tense of all these like, you know, named figures that all have this weird thing. Like, you know, the fire King, the mad King. And you, when you read about it, you're like, how do you even get those names? And then you get to watch how these things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, why Cersei is the mad queen. She's just lost all her children. You'll know why, you know, like it, it all kind of like makes sense, which is why, like, I think that, one of two things uh, might happen. One, I think Jon takes the throne. Everything resets because now Targaryen is back at the throne and it basically resets to the old time dragons exist again. We're back in and or some apocalypse happens and we find out that this is just a cycle like you have your mm-hmm. summer, you have your fall, you have your winter, and then it rinse repeats every season.
5: That's what that's what we keep hearing from the Maesters, is that there have been winters before, and they all came to an end, and there yeah. was a summer, and everybody stopped freaking out, essentially. Um, but, I mean, now we're going into the final season. We only have six episodes, but they have said some of them are going to be as long as 80-minute long episodes. Oof. So, fewer episodes, but they'll be longer, starting April 14th, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theories, and what some people have is expectations for what this season could entail. Do either of you have any theories or guesses of what you think is right, going to happen mine. next? You think John's taking it all and it's going to reset? Either John's
4: taking it all and it's going to reset, or we're going to have one huge apocalyptic event. Ooh. And my big Hail Mary is that Brand's going to go back in time and Ned Stark's going to say, No, I don't want to go to King's Landing. And, it, and nothing just and nothing, Yeah, nothing happens. What about the
5: People Night King? be yeah, so yeah. mad. We'll
4: be, they're going to be able to defend it because Because remember, Ned believed in protecting the wall. So they'll, they'll defend it because Ned will send the required forces. It's just going to reset everything where it's just going to be like, remember, what was that one? I forget. It was a horror movie where like every time you made a wish it would go bad and mm-hmm. then like you were tortured in the end of the movie where she was like, I wish that one driver wasn't drunk on the job and nothing ever happened
5: <laughs> there you go we, um, i mean we could have something like that there's a big theory that bran is actually the night king because he tries to go back in time to be the guy that is the guy that's turned into the night king
1: um oh. and then gets
5: stuck in that body and turned into the night king so there's two brands coexisting simultaneously but we have no reason to believe that two brands can coexist simultaneously which is kind of the debunk for that theory, if you will, but there's a lot of people in the Bran is the Night King camp Ooh. or that Bran is going to become the Night King because um, why is the Night King so intent on killing the Three-Eyed Raven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know. I just don't want
3: anything to happen to Danny. I feel very connected to her as we share the same name and I played her <laughs> in a Game of Thrones roast at Meltdown, yes. which I think might be up uh, on YouTube somewhere. That's but amazing. I wanted to talk ab- about the prequel it's coming out
5: we don't know very much about it we know Naomi Watts is in it right okay yeah <laughs> uh that's it that I mean that's really all we know about it is that it's a prequel there's going to be spinoff series it's going to be a prequel so it
3: could we don't know when it's set place or no I okay. mean it could
5: be dealing with any of the stuff in the past it could be dealing with the children of the forest back in their heyday it could be the turning of the Night King originally it could be um the Targaryen rise to the throne like we have no idea uh, we just know there's a lot – I think George R. R. Martin has said there's many, many stories in Westeros. So we'll see which one gets told. Um, so, yeah, that's what we know about the prequel. But at this point, I mean, everybody I, – I think the things that I'm expecting – these aren't my tinfoil hat theories. These are, like, things that I think will probably happen. Um, I think John's going to figure out his parentage. Sam will probably – either Sam and Bran, some combination of that will happen. It will be super awkward for John and Daenerys – um, but then maybe John will ride a dragon, knowing that
3: he's a Targaryen, which would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a
5: song of ice and fire, get it? That's a thing.
3: Um <laughs> uh, I did want to say because we always have somebody that writes us and is like, These are spoilers. No, like literally none of us have seen it and at this point. Nobody knows. <laughs> so these are just what what Trisha thinks could possibly happen, (laughs) but also could not happen at all. I
5: have zero inside knowledge. So please
3: don't write us. (laughs) That happened too with Captain Marvel. And I'm like, we literally haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have no idea. We're just going off of our current, what we think might happen.
5: We're just having a little fun with some
3: predictions. Yeah, we're just playing around.
5: Um, I I also wonder if maybe uh, Cersei will eat it this season. Oh, I am so ready. I am not a Cersei fan. Okay, but that's. Uh, Who do you think is going to be the bearer? Oh. Because people are saying maybe it might be Jamie.
3: Oh, I could totally see that what happening. What a poetic death. I could totally see that happening. Right? Absolutely. I don't know why I did not connect to Cersei the way that other people did. I'm like, <laughs> when is she when is her turn though? I
5: think people respect Cersei's ambition. Yeah. I don't know that anyone likes Cersei. Like I don't know that
3: anyone's like, "Oh yeah, I hope Cersei takes it all." I don't I mean, know but what if she did? Yeah. That would be such a middle finger like if she, Oh man. Okay, anyways. Could, yeah. I'm very ready. I'm Sorry, uh, Cersei, you've you've done your time. Where I'm ready for you to tap out.
5: I also think they keep hinting at Daenerys being pregnant
3: after our John yeah, and Johnny. I think so too. Thing, so def- that might be a thing. They don't that use goes protection, somewhere. then they're not using the sheepskin wool. Whatever.
5: Um, and I do think Arya will at least murder one other person off her kill list. Oh,
3: I think she's. I think she's definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's that's getting, what she's I going for. She's and Cersei's on her that. kill list. I think list. she's going to complete that, yeah. yeah. So
5: it could be – the people still on her kill list are the Hound, Cersei – oh, and her kill list is different in the series than in the books. Um, Cersei, the Hound, the Mountain, Ilyn Payne, Melisandre, and Beric Dondarrion are the people still on her kill list in the show. Um, there's extra characters that have been cut out of the series that are on her kill list in the books. Um so yeah, those are the things that I'm like expecting to happen. But other than that, like the big question everyone's asking is, who do you think is going to finish sitting on the Iron Throne? Yeah, and I
3: legit have no idea. What if it's not somebody that's one of the main characters?
4: I think they're going to burn the Iron Throne. They're going to destroy it.
3: Well, the Iron Throne is already melded
5: weapons. Yeah, I <laughs> that's think what they're it's just made gonna, out of. They're
4: gonna. Daenerys is going to have a dragon just flame it till it melts.
5: That's what they say. That's how they say it was made in the first place was the swords of the enemies melted by dragon fire. All right, well. That's how they, which is pretty awesome. I
4: keep trying to it's find ways awesome to destroy way. it and you keep making it <laughs> stronger.
5: I don't know. I feel like John and Danny might get married and roll together. Yeah. That might be a nice, but that would be a nice resolution. Yeah, and exactly. Game of Thrones is not uh-huh. known for a nice yes. resolution. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> One so of we them. we have no
5: idea. Um, but yeah, tinfoil hat theories that are out there. Bran is the Night King is a big one, or that Bran traveled back in time and was the original Bran the Builder, or both. Um, I like the belief that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen as well. Mm-hmm. But as we go on, there's less to prove that. That yeah. more viable about a season or two ago. But uh, his dad, Tywin, does say lots of stuff like, You are no son of mine. Right. Like there are things dropped in there that it could be the case. Um, and and he also the dragon did not go after him the first time he met a dragon, which is another big Targaryen thing. Yeah. So that that's total tinfoil hat. Um, and then uh, a lot of people online I was reading recently that think Mira Reed and Jon Snow are twins, and that maybe Mira Reed is also a Targaryen. Um, I am not super in that camp, but there are definitely people online that are.
3: It's so funny. I'm reading uh an article from Rotten Tomatoes that's like breaking down the timeline and people commented, why did you use BC? That's like a totally different Uh (laughs) that doesn't exist in this world. (laughs) Yeah, before (laughs) Cersei. (laughs) (laughs) That's not in this timeline. Um, <laughs> yeah, the three wise men show up, and
5: um, that's what I think is Well, my guess is that probably, because I've seen people use AC when mm-hmm. they're talking about Game of Thrones, and I always wondered what that was after, yeah. what, what that meant.
3: The dragon time is uh, apparently the timeline we're working off of. Well, we did it. We broke it down. I tried. There is so much information. Oh, of course. Yeah. And we can't, I mean, there's entire podcasts dedicated to this show. Mm-hmm. So we hope that that was a good refresher going into season eight. Oh, yeah.
4: And I hope into all the people who just decided to uh, pop this on before they start the next uh, next episode in the new season, enjoy the show. Trisha, do you have anything you want to plug before uh, before we get on out of here?
5: Um, no, I mean, if you want to follow me on socials, I actually am doing a Game of Thrones after show Ooh. with a couple of friends of mine,
3: with one Sam Basher and DJ
5: oh,
4: Woldridge. Oh, that voice um, has been
3: heard
5: on here, right? Yeah.
3: Ah, Sam, yes. Sam came on here. He had a great Flash episode, and he was in our Captain Marvel review.
5: Heck yeah. So yeah, Sam and DJ Woldridge and myself do a Game of Thrones after show, um, and we're going to be doing an episode uh, this week going into the new season, and then an episode after all, each of the six episodes moving forward. Um, and if you want to follow me for more information on that and other stuff, I'm at that girl Trish, but it's that g r l Trish. There's no I in the girl. And that's on Facebook,
3: Twitter, and Instagram. I'm so gonna slide in your DMs when Cersei goes. Dude, <laughs> if she goes. You should, right? Oh, but if she's there until the end, <laughs> slide into my DMs, please. I just want to. I just want a DM from you that's a gift, like oh! <laughs> it's gonna be something. Yeah, yeah, totally. You'll get me with like Selena dancing or something. Perfect. <laughs> uh, dancing. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the uh, on all the socials. Check out our T Public site it's tpublic.com slash nerdificent we will have Game of Thrones shirts in there we have really cool ones so go check it out right now also you can uh, you can catch me on Verve I have a new show called Live from WZRD if you watch it you can watch uh, the first two episodes are out right now you you uh, can watch them for free, and if you do, we might get another season. So please watch it. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of our a bunch of our zeitgeist fam is is on there. Jamie Loftus is in there, and Carl Tart, formerly yeah. of Culture Kings. Hopefully, Ify will be in season two. He was too busy for us this season. Yeah, no, season. I was, I
4: was, uh, that was that was while I was at working at BuzzFeed, and they didn't give me any days off. I'm just kidding. I love oh. y'all. Uh, yeah, and me, I'm Ify I f y n w a d i w e on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, definitely go there for any and all future shows. If you're listening to this now, then I guess I can let you know that on the 17th of April, I'll be having my Just for Laugh callback at uh, you know uh, West Side Comedy Theater, 8 p.m. in Santa Monica. If you're in the L.A. area, come there and laugh, because agents don't. Uh,
3: Oh, God.
4: If you like seeing me play video games, uh, definitely stop by the stream. That's IfDs on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash I-F-D-E-E-Z. And, I'm going to explain this a little more, because a few people have tweeted me asking me, the way you do this for your free sub is if you already have Amazon Prime, and you have a Twitch account, or not, you can make a Twitch account. You then can connect your Amazon Prime account with your Twitch account and you get one free sub to give to me uh, every month. You have to come back and do it every month. I, I, it doesn't auto-renew. Only if you paid cash then you can like pay it, rinse, repeat and then when you uh, don't have $5 to spare, feel free to cancel that. Uh, <laughs> but also most importantly, more than anything, we have the Discord. Uh, so discord.gg salt squad. We have the a ton of different nerdificent rooms in there lots of people get their fleckery goes ahead and drops the footnotes in there for you to click danny's in there chatting it up checking in with people pro, promo and stuff that she has going on so definitely if you want to stay up on danny's stuff you can check that out uh and i think that's all of the plugs i have I, it was extra long this week and i truly apologize for wasting your time when you're trying to sit there and watch game of thrones so as always stay nerdy
1: Right Rug Flooring.